It's extra drama for book number 48, Slam Book Fever. everybody, it's me, Marissa Flaxbard, here again with Denise Boyle and hello, Denise. Hi. Um, I think that what I should probably do is always, like, have a fake podcast episode before the main podcast episode so I can, like, get to this level of, like, loose, hosty energy by the time the normal episode rolls around, because I always feel like we get into extra drama and I'm just, like... You're like, hey, 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 guys and gals, it's time for the podcast. Hey, <laughs> like Howard's turning it up. Kittens. <laughs> well, okay, I'm so excited for this particular extra drama because an amazing listener named Heather actually sent me in the mail a very <laughs> precious object of Sweet Valley memorabilia. It's something that I had never had before i have some weird sweet valley high fan club stuff and i have two copies of the board game i have all these books but what i had never laid my grubby little paws on before was something called francine pascal's sweet valley high slam book by laurie pascal wank and it is a printed version of a slam book that looks kind of like a composition notebook and it is something that was sold two young girls so they could have their very own slam books even after the events of the book slam book fever everyone it, was like i loved seeing their lives get torn apart i must <laughs> do this and like let's get all the 12 year olds to write about who they think is best athlete and most like bruce patman <laughs> which are both real categories from this book um, so Heather wrote me a lovely note where she said that, like, as you can see by how much I filled out, like, I was more zealous about the, you know, filling my name in than I was about any other part of the book. And I flipped through it. And sure enough, like, Heather did not write anything in this book. So it's like a clean, pristine version. Wow. But um, I wish you could see it right now, Denise, but I will send you lots of pictures. Okay, great. Um, usually on extra drama there's not a lot of readings but i would love to read to you all the note that is printed at the front of this book it's a little bit long but it's pretty funny the book is printed throughout with different fonts to represent things that jessica wrote or that elizabeth wrote in the book so it starts with a letter hi everybody something absolutely fabulous has just hit sweet valley high It's called a slam book, and Jessica and I want to be the first ones to tell you about it. We have a feeling you're going to love it. We do. Is the first paragraph, which is Uh, interesting. Not based off this book. (laughs) Right? Why is Elizabeth the one writing this note? She was the one who was like, this is a bad idea, and someone's feelings are going to get hurt. And now she's like, hey, all you cool cats and kittens, listen to my (laughs) slam book. We love it. So uh, I'll go on. Elizabeth goes on here to say a slam book is sort of a cross between a yearbook and an autograph book. You know the section in a yearbook where the best athlete or the smartest person is named? Well, in our book, you're the one who gets to make those choices. And not only that, there are tons of categories on every subject imaginable. And then there's a funny thing here where she adds toward the end, 
Another very important point. This book should be passed around only during free periods or at lunchtime. It's too distracting during classes, so we've decided to make it a rule not to use it during class time. The most important thing to remember about the slam book is that it's supposed to be fun. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. That's no fun at all. I even got Jessica to agree to that. <laughs> so. That's like an after-school special PSA. Yeah. Also, though, like, in real life, there's no way Amy would be like, this is only for free periods. She'd be like, psst, pass me your slam book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's what was happening. But so this, you know, the slam book has fun things like the category. Well, first of all, it's very gendered right off the mm-hmm. bat because it's divided into a girl's section and a boy's section. But as we learned, so was Amy's original slam book. That's straight out of the book. Um, and then there's sections like that come from the story, most likely to have six kids. Horrible. Most like Bruce Patman does not come from. So that's something that's more like a fan service thing, right? Most mm-hmm. like Bruce Patman, most like Elizabeth Wakefield. I should just write my own name down under that. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa um, Flaxbart. But another thing. <laughs> Ooh, there's under best looking, there's a, a drawing of a ribbon like you would you know, pin to your shirt if you want a ribbon. Cute. And it says, number one hunk. Oh. So, Love make that. it hunk happen week after week. Week um, after week. So, let's... There, and the, the other little thing, like, Jessica, quote in finger quotes, in air quotes, like, Jessica has written under biggest jock, Ken Matthews, you know. Mm-hmm. Which we didn't talk about that in the main episode, but Ken Matthews is actually written down, I think, under Biggest Jock, and he's or Best Athlete or something, and he's very proud of it. Winston takes I mean, issue with being called Class Clown, but I think he's joking because everybody knows he's the Class Clown. Right, and then he, what did he say? He was like, why aren't I under Best Looking? And everyone audibly laughs at him, and I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> and the book points out that nobody would call him Best Looking. Nobody. <laughs> but he says something about, like, he, like Best Looking in 10 years or something. Like, he's going to be, he thinks he's going to be handsome in the future. Yeah. Um, Which, honestly, he might be. I feel like all the people who are good looking in high school peaked and didn't get any good, like, they didn't get any better looking. And then everyone who is, like, not cute or average in high school really found themselves in their 20s and 30s. That was my high school experience where I was like, oh, you still look the same as you did when you were 16 and maybe worse. Or like, oh, you look way better (laughs) than you did. (laughs) And I feel like all the nerds are the people who had to, like, actually apply themselves in life and now are living better lives than the popular kids who are at my high school. Do you know what I mean? I hope somebody who went to my high school is listening to this. (laughs) Um, so another thing that is kind of fun about this slam book is that on every other page, there's some sort of like reader letter that Elizabeth or Jessica has answered. And I'm not exactly sure where that comes from. Like if people actually wrote letters to Elizabeth and Jessica, like little girls want their opinion. I don't know exactly why that would happen or if these are all just fiction, like just made up either Uh way. Here's one of them. Dear Elizabeth. My mother is always complaining about what a mess my room is. I tell her it's my room, and I like it that way. She says it's her house, and if I don't keep it clean, she's going to start taking some of my privileges away. Am I wrong? Signed, Sloppy But Happy. Am I wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Am I the asshole? (laughs) 
<laughs> Am I wrong? Um, Elizabeth writes, Dear Sloppy, I'm not sure if this is a right or wrong situation, but sometimes you have to give in because it's not worth the argument. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth is like, learn to fight your battles, clean your room, and then stand your ground somewhere else. Um, There's also, weirdly, because um, we're reading this book, oh, 20... If this was 20, 80, 30, 32, 32, 32 years. <laughs> okay, so 32 years after it was published, we're reading it. And um, so, but there's a horoscope section in here. You want to hear your horoscope? <gasps> oh my God, yes, I do. Okay. As if you needed me to tell you, I'm a Leo. <laughs> I'm a double Leo. Thank I you. do not need to tell you this. Um, <laughs> as I may have said on this podcast before, I am a Pisces sun Leo moon. <gasps> oh, um, which is that. a real a real fun dichotomy that I think exhibits itself in my personality pretty strongly. Yeah, I think and, so. But here's Leo. You may break one too many hearts along the way. In spite of your reputation for always wanting to be the center of attention, you are modest and you spend as much time praising others as you do praising yourself. You are proud, dynamic, and generous. Your impulsiveness leads you to make rash decisions sometimes. Be careful. Think things through. What I love about that is, first of all, it's true. Second of all, it's definitely not a horoscope. It's just a description of my personality. Also, there's no way for you to have known this, but the first sentence here, the word you is not capitalized. And it makes me think that there's a sentence missing, like the printer forgot a sentence. Because all the other (gasps) paragraphs, like they start right under the name of of the star sign, of the sun sign. It's like, and in this one, there's a blank space. It was like like a blank line. (laughs) They were like, Leos don't need the extra attention. Just give them the basics. (laughs) Yeah. And then... What's um, yours? Mine mine says, Those who don't know you well may call you meek and mild, but behind that quiet exterior lies a mysterious, glamorous soul. The enjoyment you find in creating illusions about yourself extends to the kind of work you like to do, too. You can be found holding the power behind the scenes, where the real action is. It also makes you good at detecting deceptions. If you suspect someone is lying to you, you're probably right. You're probably right. (laughs) Well, first of all, you are mysterious and glamorous, so that checks out. (laughs) Yeah! Woo! I love to hold the power behind the scenes. No, that's not really true. But I do have something about illusions about myself that I like to keep up. I don't know. Oh, for, I mean, if somebody could see the conversations I have to myself in bed before I fall asleep, they'd be like, what planet are you living on? You're a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Heather, for this. It's such a joy. I feel like part, there is a crystal ball section where the very first category is couple of the future. Oh, my gosh. What's in it? Nothing. It's just blank. Nothing. And I think we all know it. that it's Olivia and Jeffrey. Should I write that down in here? Yeah, you should write I'll that. write it down. I'll post a picture on... Uh... What color pen do we think Lila would use? Purple? Ooh. Yeah, she strikes me as a purple. Pink is like too on the nose for her, I think, so purple seems yeah. right. Heather, this is awesome. Good... Uh, I was going to say good find, but I guess you already had it. Good send-in. 
Okay, Jeffrey French. I almost started to write Lila Flowler. Mm-mm. Jeffrey French. She wishes. And Olivia Mon. David. <laughs> Olivia Munn. That would be a couple of the future for this That book. would be a couple of the future. They're like um, in 32 years. Olivia Munn. So this is a little bit like, I know we're going long on this already, but I just wanted to say, you had mentioned in the main episode that you had this like Hello Kitty book where you were supposed to write favorite songs. I, and stuff. Yeah. Did I you pass it around the, to your friends? No, that's why it was kind of more like a diary situation. Mine was the green frog. Who was that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Green um, frog. Sanrio. I'm looking it up. <gasps> Karapi. Karapi. I think that's of why I thought Karapi. I think that's why I got uh because if you listen, I said like I said Sanrio wrong yeah, and it's I said like it that. with a K. Yeah, I think yeah. that's why, because I had the frog. Um yeah. I've always been drawn to green. I love a good green. Um, but yeah, it was this like uh, the cover of the book was kind of fluffy and it was a little more like a diary. It wasn't really meant to be passed around. It wasn't a superlative thing. It was kind of just like a personal thing, like your favorite movie, your favorite actor, your favorite actress. And of course, at the time I was in middle school or whatever. So I was like, Josh Hartnett, you know, I didn't know <laughs> what I was talking about. I probably had never seen a Josh Hartnett movie, but uh so it was a little more, it wasn't quite a public slam book where you're getting other people's opinions on it. Okay. Well, but so- I will say I have to, I cannot let a second further go without saying whenever somebody says slam book, I always, always, always think of the Gilmore Girls pilot because in the Gilmore Girls pilot, Rory is working hard in class and the popular girls behind her are like painting their nails and she, they're like, what is she doing? What is she working on? It could be a love letter. Maybe it's her diary. And then somebody goes, could be a slam book. And the way she says it is so weird. And then they like, <laughs> somebody spies on Rory's desk and they're like, ew, it's the assignment. But I always, in my mind, whenever somebody says slam book, I always hear, could be a slam book. <laughs> that Those girls sound like they'd fit in really well at they, really high. Honestly, maybe their names were Amy and Lila and Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, much though that would be an excellent ending point for this episode, I do feel compelled to mention my own story, a slam book story, which is that I had a similar kind of book. I actually remember it from elementary school, and I got it through the Girl Scouts. So when you sold Girl Scout cookies, you earned points, like, based on how many cookies you sold. And you could, like, get special prizes that would, like, be themed around the theme of whatever the sale was that year. So it was just, like, a little extra incentive to – I think they even called them incentives – to sell more cookies. And one of the things you get, I didn't even know what it was, was like this slam book, but it was exactly what you're describing, where the idea was that you wrote down things that you, you know, favorite songs or Mm -hmm. like, you know, where place I want to visit or like you could write your crushes or whatever. And there were a bunch of stickers and you you picked a sticker that like represented you. And there was like a key in the back where everybody like you pick your sticker and you write your name. And so then when you put your answer in whatever category, you put the sticker next to it. So if somebody like there's a little bit of anonymity to it, but not full anonymity, like somebody would have to consult. So like if you're the star, every answer with the star is your answer. Yes. Exactly. And the one thing that I get, again, I said I was thinking about this in the shower last night, and I realized that 
I was going to tell the story about how, oh, yeah, and when I was in middle school, we had slam books and they were this popular thing and it was the composition book like this. But, you know, but it was different because you were writing like your favorites or your picks, like, you know, your favorite actor or who you had a crush on or whatever. But when I thought about it, I realized that it wasn't actually a thing that was like rampant among our, our, my girlfriends and me. It was like something I did at my sleepovers because I had this Girl Scout book. So like I would have parties where we would pass the books around at the party and you would write like, you know, what boy you had a crush on. You would write like what, um, some, you know, girls would make up categories then. So some of the racier girls would write, you know, make up racy categories like, you um, know. Marissa, I'm not trying to rain on your parade, but I think what we're learning is that you are Amy Sutton. No! You're like, everybody, listen up. I have a slam book. I might have been an Amy Sutton in like seventh grade. That could be. You were like, but it's only for fun. And everyone's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm like if Amy, Amy Sutton in middle school, because in middle school, Amy Sutton and Elizabeth were good friends. See? So she was. <gasps> You're right. Yeah. I was like early, early Amy Sutton before she <laughs> broke bad. So I was just like, I was all scandalized when girls would write categories like, you know, what actor do you want to sleep with? You know? <laughs> I'm just like you guys. Oh my gosh! But but I had to. That like, is racy for to, middle school. Yeah, I know. Well, I had some racy friends, mm. but clearly. But everybody loved those categories. You know, it's just sort of that was those were always exciting. Like, I would have put Josh Hartnett, even though I've never seen a Josh Hartnett movie. <laughs> well, um, I think I also put Julia Roberts as my favorite actress, and I can pretty much guarantee you I had never seen a Julia Roberts movie. I think I was just like she seems cool. That's amazing. I didn't know what was going on. We were all very into talking about Jonathan Taylor Thomas, JT. Oh, yes. Have you seen that meme on Instagram that's like, if your crush had a hairstyle like this and it's that like floppy, like bowl cut with the part down the middle, it's time for an eye serum. And I'm like, oh, dude, that haircut. (laughs) It. Like if a boy had that hair or the... um. It's essentially JTT hair, that like long floppy parted in the middle situation. Oh, sure. Of course. And then um, I feel like I also loved a good wave, you know, where the guys would like gel the top of their hat, top of their heads flat, and then they would have the wave with the bangs over their forehead. (laughs) That was like the middle school do, which fortunately we've kind of gotten away from. Yeah, I'm picturing like, in high school, at least, which would have been your middle school, the like spiky, yeah, like, spiky, the like in sync hair, yeah, in sync hair, exactly, yeah. like spiky front. That was like cool. So, boys cool. in my high school for some reason always wore these like ribbed shirts, like made of like non organic materials that would be like two tone, like sort of optical illusion shirts yes. they were like button they were like bowling shirts except they had ridges yes and like the ridges Ugh. were slightly different color than the main part of the shirt yes that's how you knew you were dealing with a cool dude that's how you knew where you're like are you in a bowling league or are you too <laughs> bad for a bowling league mm. Mm. all right this has been the most dishing ever and i love i it. feel so dished and i feel very satisfied <laughs> Good. Well, gladiators, I hope you enjoy dishing as well. Big ups to Heather for sending me this. I just, 
in addition to it being so much fun to have, it's really, really fun to know that anybody is this invested in the podcast, invested enough to actually like brave the post office for me and for the show. the MVP. Thank you very much. And thank you to Denise. You're the MVP of this evening of my life. Oh my God. Thank you. (laughs) You're so welcome. Gladiators, tune in next time for book number 49, Playing for Keeps. It's about Jessica and AJ, and it's going to be hot. <laughs> See, I, I got back it. to the Howard Stern in the end. It's going to be hot. <laughs> or whatever I'm calling that, but uh, radio voice. Bye! I made a bourbon because I did bourbon last time I did this podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well, hopefully we won't have any phantom banjo ghosts or anything. <laughs> I mean, time. one can only hope. <laughs> That would be shocking. <laughs> that would be shocking and disturbing, especially considering everything else that's different about this time around. Like we're not in the same room. <laughs> we're not sitting in your dining room. Uh, we're not in the same part of I town. Know.